Welcome to the new age. This your guy Dayton. In new age, we trust. How you feeling today? I feel pretty good. You know, here at New Age, we identify as anything but trust from babies. In other words, trust from babies, we are not. However, we bring you our perspective on all things business, money, and culture. So, you can you can get out your you know smooth R&B voice now. The deal is finally done, quote unquote. The reports, the sources is confirming that Elon Musk has bought Twitter. What's your first reaction when you found out the news? Elon Musk got the deal done. Freedom! (laughs) (laughs) The Twitterverse is about to explode. No more censorship on, well, we can go to a a centralized or decentralized (laughs) platform finally where we can express our human rights as it relates to America's freedom of speech. What do you think he does that cancels the censorship? Cancel, or let me say, what do you think he does to fight for freedom of speech? Like, what's the direct changes he can do to Twitter to implement, you know, the freedom of speech that we're currently lacking in his eyes? Well, I think the very first step is to do what he talked about doing, fire the entire board. Mm. You fire the entire board, you're the sole decision making making the company private. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you do that, you know, you own the company, you you know, you got the the free the power to, you know, do what you will. So that's one thing. What's the next thing? Um now say ask the question again, uh the um what changes does he make in order to bring about the freedom of speech? Like to fight for freedom of speech. Okay, so that, so, yeah, yeah, so like I said, then whatever algorithm that's in place, because I believe it's some type of algorithm that's uh, decodes certain words, pictures, sounds, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. that actually blocks. I don't believe that it's a human that's controlling millions of people <laughs> and what they say um, or monitoring which each one says. So I think that, you know, that's. The next thing, he um, destroys whatever algorithm that's in place. Mm-hmm. Um, thirdly, I think that, um, you know, um, as a result of the first two, he empowers the users by giving them, um, by incentivizing them for various types of competitions and contents, contests, et cetera, so heavy. What you mean? That, doesn't, that does nothing for freedom of speech. Well, well, like what I'm saying is, mentioned. I think, go ahead, go ahead. I think that. Let me give you an example. Yeah. So, in other words, um, we put on a contest of who has the the. I think Elon Musk is very rebellious. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll do stuff to slap the establishment in the face. So put on certain types of contests. Who can be the most outlandish with? Um, certain events that's happening, let's say uh, the political um, voting things or either something in regards to what the SEC does in relation to protecting, quote-unquote, protecting investors' rights. I don't know how that enhances freedom of speech. That's just enhancing. Well, I think that's the start, though. I think that that's that's the start. That's just enhancing discussion, though. That's not enhancing freedom of speech. I don't. I think what you're describing is enhancing conversation and 
in a town hall digital so, setting. But what I'm saying is the actual freedom of speech. Well, what I'm saying is the whole issue of freedom of speech has been because I haven't been allowed to say what's on my mind. Okay. In regards to political things, this, that, or the third, it's been censored. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is he allow he does the exact opposite by allowing these discussions and things to go across the airways. You know what I found so funny? A lot of people was was going crazy about Elon buying Twitter. You know, it's it's definitely a, a classism war going on. Just because someone's a billionaire, they get villainized. I did an actual video on this. And it's just funny, like, okay, you don't want to go on Twitter because a billionaire owns it. These are the same people that are rushed to Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> who owns, who owns, who do they think own Facebook or Instagram? Maybe multimillionaires. Yeah, maybe <laughs> <laughs> multimillionaires that do it. I mean, Zuckerberg, I, I don't know who he is, but it's definitely just multimillionaires that just own Facebook. Like, it's just ridiculous at this point. I, I think people throw stones just because they see other people throwing stones. Yeah, yeah it's funny on that note because just this morning, um, it was a headline that Elizabeth Warren, Senator Warren, mm-hmm. um, posted that um, it needs to be stricter regulations around these tech companies. Right after the Twitter deal, you know, um, or agreement was was finalized. Well, well, I will say in her defense, she's been outspoken on, you know, censoring or trying to control what's going on in big tech. She has been outspoken on that. Then. Yeah, and I'm, but I, I'm just referencing, like you said, she's made mention before, mm-hmm. but you felt she evidently she felt the need to reiterate or to put extra emphasis on it being done. Right after Elon Musk inks this, uh, you know, um, a, a agreement is in place. Speaking of big tech, you know, last week we had Netflix take a huge dive in the stock market. Their earnings came out. wasn't a good earnings. Uh, you know, their executive board is really trying to hone in on password sharing. What do you? Where Where do you think? Netflix Netflix has to go. Where do you think the pivot is that Netflix has to do to become back at the I mean they probably still still at the top as far as streaming, but yeah. as far as a company, they've t- taken a hit, hit recently. What do you think they need to do? Well, to be honest with you, I don't think that is it really should be that alarming. You know, we're accustomed to seeing things like this with big companies, mm-hmm. the ups and downs. It's just the nature of business. So you think business. it's an overreaction? Yeah, I think it's an overreaction. Okay. You know, I think Netflix, to get back to your original question, mm-hmm. I think Netflix is already doing some major things under that's underway right now as far as with the interaction with the families, with the uh uh, enactment of the movies or series, mm-hmm. things like that. That's precedent. So I think that, you know, it's just pretty much an overreaction. You've seen this with Amazon prior to its explosion, it dropping all the way down, you know, I'm talking about years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can name company after company where we've seen these prices drop. So I, I think you're making a good point. I think that the pivot that they have to make is when Netflix stops making streaming pretty much its only resource of revenue. 
Mm-hmm. I think what you're naming is a is you're hinting towards that mm-hmm. that they're already doing other things. Yeah. But as far as revenue concerned, you know, streaming subscriptions is their highest. That's their money maker. Right. But we seen it with Google. Their money maker was email. They pivoted. They offer Google services, mm-hmm. Google Docs, all this, all these Google service digital services that and even on YouTube, like they've pivoted in so many ways to make them a global empire. Yeah. Especially from a digital standpoint. Um, you could also really say Apple mm-hmm. in a way, like their main money maker still is their money maker, which is the iPhone. But they offer so many services, whether it's in the iPhone, in the iPhone itself or other products. Like, I think Netflix has to figure out other ways to make money. So, so what I think, and that's an excellent point, Dayton. What I really think that I see them doing, it hasn't been necessarily spoken about yet. Mm-hmm. I can see them really incentivize, incentivizing people through crypto or digital assets, like a like a play to earn. Mm-hmm. With that new pivot that they they've recently announced about integrating the families into the movie um, television shows or movies or whatever it is, yeah. I can see them doing a play to earn mm-hmm. and that generating a lot of revenue for them. What do you think about the password sharing? We all know password sharing is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Netflix really overlooked which. A lot of 2020 hindsight, a lot of people was like, why would they overlook this? But at the time, I think I think the password sharing did so much for them. Right. Because it just brought in so many subscribers, not subscribers, but users. Yeah, they use the a base. Netflix ecosystem that it just grew the brand and grew the product so much. So what do you think about password sharing now? I mean, I think that it's, I think it was a smart move on them to, the approach they took in the beginning to me is really similar in a sense mm-hmm. with what Mark Zuckerberg did with Facebook, making Facebook free, mm-hmm. right? Prior to the paid advertisement and, you know, that being a way that they generated right. revenue after point. they already caught the, the ocean of fish, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Then you can pretty much sell them anything right, because they were addicted or consumed by the product that you and service that you offer. So I think it was a smart strategy, and I think that, you know, you won't really see people leaving Netflix should they be able to um, pivot in the sense that they envision and um, continue to uh, innovate. Mm -hmm. So we've seen some of that competitors like Hulu uh, implement live sports, right? And Mm -hmm. I also did a video on streaming wars recently. Let's talk about sports. Mm-hmm. NBA playoffs going on. It's been I've been glued in. You know me. I'm a sports better. You're a sports better. We normally do our all-in bets around mm-hmm. the NFL season, so we really haven't been doing it lately. But if we look at the odds right now, before the season started, Brooklyn and the Lakers was the favorite. Mm-hmm. Now, they in Cancun. <laughs> so, who do you think... The Warriors has the best odds, I think, at plus. I'm going to try to pull it up real quick. I believe the Warriors has the best odds, and then Boston second, 
Okay, so Boston's in second place. As far as the odds. Boston's okay, gotcha. second, the Suns third, and I think Milwaukee fourth. Who do you think would you put your money on to win the finals? Right now, I have to go with Boston. You know, they've been playing the best since the All-Star break, maybe even since January. Mm -hmm. um, you know, their chemistry is immaculate on both ends of the ball. Immaculate. Yeah, <laughs> and that's on both ends of the ball. You know, most times you see people's or teams' chemistry be good on offense. Mm -hmm. But not only do they have great offensive um, chemistry, they also have great defensive chemistry. So – the Warriors is plus 290, and this is on FanDuel. Boston is plus 450. Phoenix is plus 500. Miami is at fourth, which is plus 550. Milwaukee is plus 650. And then you, got, then you go to the thousands with Memphis, Dallas, Sixers. And then it goes on and on. Honestly... I do think Boston's been tough. I, I think the Warriors has showed that they are back. I don't like that they aren't big enough. I think this mm -hmm. is a new era of the NBA we're witnessing. You got to be young. You got to be athletic. And you got to have some goons, some dogs. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the Warriors got enough of that. Iguodala mm -hmm. old. Wiggins ain't no dog to me. And Draymond, the only dog that they really and got. He's old. We've seen him suffering from back injuries yeah, the majority of the season. Undersized. So it's kind of like you got to have multiple goons. You see how the Pelicans competing with the Suns. They just got goons. Right. So in, in my opinion. And the Suns was the number one team in the West, right? Who? If not the yeah, league, yeah, the yeah, Suns. No, yeah, number one team in the West. So, well, number one team in the league yeah. as far as the regular season. I think Miami being a above the Bucks is maybe because of the Chris Middleton injury, but I'm not going to lie. The best value you may get is Dallas at plus 1,300. Mm. If you look at all the plus 1,000 teams, hear me out. You got Memphis. I'm just talking about for value, right? Mm -hmm. You got Memphis plus 1,000. Dallas plus 1,300. You got Philly plus 1,300. Get them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be gone. If not this round, they'll be gone early next right. round. <laughs> so then you got Jazz, Pelicans, Timberwolves, Raptors, Nuggets, right? Mm. The best plus 1,000 team you can get to me is Dallas. I mm. think they've shown that they, without Luka, they wanted, was competing with Utah. That ain't saying much because Utah trash, but – <laughs> then then you got Memphis, which I've to me I've been more impressed with Dallas. I think they got a top five player in the league. I think they play some of the best defense and they shoot the ball probably top five, top three as well, especially in the playoffs. So I think for the best deal. Mm -hmm. At plus thirteen hundred, you bet a hundred dollars, you get thirteen hundred. I think that's a good deal. I'm gonna go on a limb. Oh God, I know where you're going. You don't know where I'm going. Okay. I'm gonna say that Dallas is the Boston of the West. 
Mm. Yeah, I didn't know you was going there. And I, this is why I say that. I just broke down how Boston has chemistry on both sides of the ball. Mm. You really see that same thing in Dallas. No, that's true. Chemistry on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. Both teams are well coached. Jason Kidd coaching Dallas Mavericks. And I can't pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. And Demi. Yudoka, whatever his name is. Ime Yudoka. Ime Yudoka, thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Coach in Boston have done exceptional. I think both has overachieved when we look at the superstardom of te- or these super teams yeah. and how well uh, both Dallas and Boston are executing their game plans night in and night out. Yeah, so that's definitely going to be interesting. For me, you picking Boston to win the finals. Mm-hmm. I'm not picking somebody to win the finals. I'm just saying from a deal perspective, you're a betting man. Dallas has good value. Even if you just take Dallas to what? Win the conference? That's actually a good one. Now, let me see. That's interesting. Yeah, let me see. Dallas to win the conference, the Western Conference. They got at plus 500, so they got them fourth. Like, you can't beat that. Everybody, mm-hmm. Golden State is plus 140. Phoenix is plus 270. Grizzlies is plus 480. I think Dallas is probably the best deal you're going to get out of that as well, just to beat the West. I'm not saying they will, but I think that's the best deal. Anyway, if you like this podcast, give us a five-star. If you didn't, it's okay. It's cool. Give us a five-star. Anyway, in new age, we trust.